And welcome to it. Schools here, along with Lior Sanfiru, employment lawyer Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP, the most positively reviewed law firm from coast to coast to coast. You can look it up. In fact, just reach out and contact. Skip that part. Just get a hold of Lior. Talk to him. Talk to one of his staff. If you have any issues at work regarding your employment or if you're an employer, that uh, that rolls as well. one 821 5900 to reach out on phone help at employmentlawyer.ca and a website you can use anytime of course it's free of course it's anonymous it's called pocketemploymentlawyer.ca all kinds of questions actually can be answered there first even before you pick up a phone right and if you're wondering ever what your severance should be the proper amount the proper number that can be found on that website too because the severance calculator which has been uh, taken out for a spin by over two million people is available at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Um, it, we got into a really important topic last night in the show. I want to continue on with that one. That was continue our discussion from yesterday of situations where you cannot legally be let go from your job, even if severance is paid. I know it sounds crazy, but it's true. We got a few more talking points in that regard, maybe some emails coming up. And of course, your phone calls make the half hour that much better. This show is built around answering your questions live. So let's get it happening. Case of the day, Lior, what do you got, big guy? Hey, Johnny, I am here to talk employment law in a shocking twist, but uh, <laughs> I, I hope to get a bunch of questions today. Today actually was a very busy day for me at the office. A lot of uh, emails, a lot of questions. I don't know, maybe there's something uh, in the water. So let's see if we can continue that on the show. If you have a question about your workplace rights, now is the time. Take advantage for the next 30 minutes. We are here at your service to answer those questions about your job security, about your pay, about mistreatment in the workplace, severance, termination, you name it, this is the place to get those answers. And on the show, I can give answers. I can tell mm. you what your rights are, but I, what I can't do is actually get involved with your employer. I can't do that on radio. To do that, no problem. You can also reach out to me in the office so I can actually help you beyond just giving you information. So we'll give you that contact information throughout the show. If you want to reach out to me and my team, even even if to follow up on things that you hear on the show, no problem. There's no bad questions. There's only answers and solutions. But case of the day is where I'd like to start, as John said. And for some reason, John, I've received a couple of inquiries with the same situation over the past 24 hours. And they both had to do with training. So here's what I mean. In, in those situations, one of them, uh, I spoke with a, a gentleman who had accepted a new job offer and was told that before he starts, he needs to undergo several days of, of training uh, on weekends. Uh, the other situation was someone that already was working and they said that we need you to upgrade your skills and yep. we're going to provide you with training. Well, the caveat in both of those things that the company felt that they didn't have to pay for this training. So in the first situation, the company says, yeah, well, you, you, we're going to give you the job, but you need to undergo unpaid training. The second situation is working, said, we need you to upgrade your skills. We're not going to pay you. And in both those cases, the company were saying, well, we're providing such value with this training for you that right. we don't have to actually pay you. So is this legal? Can a company make you undergo unpaid training? Well, this is not a difficult uh, answer, and the answer is absolutely not. If the company says you have to do something, it's not, well, if you want to, you can do it. If a company says we are going to need you to be here at this time and spend this amount of hours, they have to pay you for that. If they said, hey, if you want training and only if you do, you can attend there, otherwise you're cool, then no, they don't have to pay you, then it's your decision. But if the right. company says 
as part of this job, you have to attend here and you have to spend this amount of time over there, then they have to pay for that training. It's illegal. There's no such thing as giving them free time uh, unless it's completely voluntary. It doesn't exist. It's illegal. So they have to pay you at a minimum. They have to pay you minimum wage for that period of time. So anytime you're facing a situation where a company doesn't want to pay you for anything that they're requiring you to do, that is not legal. You don't have to do it. And if they insist, you can file a complaint to the Ministry of Labor. You can get me to get them off your back. That's illegal. One of the most basic rules of employment law is employer, if you require an employee to do something, you have to pay them to do that. It's as simple as that. And that, John, applies to training as well. You know, it's interesting, too, because in both those scenarios, pre-job and while working, if you were to ask most people, employers and and people, employees, for the most part, say, hey, if you had to go train for three weeks, obviously, you don't get paid. Oh, yeah. No, no, you don't get paid for training. In fact, I've heard it, I've heard it proposed to, to myself when I was younger. You know, you got to do a little training. It doesn't you don't get paid for the training. But once you start, your salary will be so and so. Most people wouldn't even know. I was actually a little surprised, to be honest. You, you know, it's funny. You just said that. I actually remember one of my first jobs. I was uh, working uh, at, at a at a coffee shop, which will remain nameless. So before I started there, I had to learn how to make the coffee and operate sure. the you know the the cappuccino machine. And I had to go to this place and I spent a couple of days there. I didn't get paid for that. Wait mm-hmm. a second, like I just realized I got the raw end of that deal. I wish I knew then what I know now because that too was completely illegal. So very important. I actually think it's much more common than we realize. I think it was more than two years ago, right? Forget about it. You're done. You got no yes, recourse, unfortunately, <laughs> I, I can't help myself in that situation. No. <laughs> That's right. Brandon, thanks for standing by, fella. How are you? You're not by yourself. Beauty, what's, uh, what's on your mind? Uh, so my quick question is, if you needed to take, let's say, a leave of absence from your employment for, let's say, three to four weeks for uh, reasons unrelated to your job, um, what are your rights in being able to request a leave of absence? And also, does it affect your uh, vacation entitlement? So could your employer you to use your vacation instead of taking a leave of absence? And if you do take a leave of absence, when you come back, is there any, you know, would you still be uh, entitled to your two weeks or however long you're entitled to? Uh, Good question, Brandon. So an employer does not have to approve of a leave of absence unless it's for specific things where they're required to. For example, if you have to take care of a a parent or or a child that's sick, uh, God forbid, then they they may be required to give you a leave in that situation or or if you yourself are sick. But let's say you want to take a leave for, for other personal reasons which are not related. Your employer does not have to allow that. So they may say, no, we're not going to approve whether it's a week or two or three. We're just not going to do that. So if the employer says, okay, we'll approve it, but you're going to have to first use your vacation, well, that's up to them. Because they don't have to approve the leave, they can simply decide they'll approve it on certain conditions. So you can't actually force them to give you a leave unless it's for those reasons that I mentioned. If they approve it, it's going to be up to them on what basis they approve it. Perfect. Thank you very much. No problem. Thanks, Brandon. Appreciate the call. Any further reaching out, you know how to uh, how to do that. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Do they have to pay for the leave if they approve it? You still get paid while you're off, no? Or do you? Well, no. I mean, if you're not uh, working, your employer is not going to pay yeah. you, right? And and so there's really no time where the company has to put you on a paid leave unless they're the ones asking you not to come into right. work. But if you're saying, I, I need to be off work for whatever reason, I uh, I need to go visit some friends overseas, I don't know, if they approve it, certainly they're not going to pay you in that situation. 
continuing our discussion where we left off yesterday, important topic, and that is uh, situations where you cannot legally be let go from your job, even if severance is paid. And we left off with this one, which I, I didn't want to leave this behind, which is why we're kind of picking this one up. And that is when an employee makes a harassment complaint, hugely important. So there's this fear I know because I've spoken with a lot of people that, you know, if I complain that I'm being harassed and I'm being mistreated, am I putting myself at risk? Can I be disciplined? Can I be let go even if I, if I do that? Is it better to just, you know, not do it and put my head down and hope for the best? So it's, it's an important thing to remember that, no, you cannot be let go because you complain about harassment, because you tell your employer that you're being mistreated, because essentially you're demanding your employer to live up to its obligations, which is, of course, to make sure you have a proper work environment. Every employee has a right to a healthy and supportive work environment. And if that work environment is, is toxic, poisoned, if you're being mistreated or harassed, it's up to the employer to fix that. They have that strict obligation to take it seriously, and they cannot punish that employee. Even if ultimately that employee can't prove the harassment, by virtue of them mentioning that, that they're being mistreated, they cannot be let go. So you have, I call this the dome of protection. Think about this big cushy dome around you that prevents bad things from happening to you. That's what you have. And an employer that despite that tries to punish you is going to have some very significant consequences. Some, some of the most severe consequences that are available in employment law. So you should always feel feel empowered to talk about harassment, to demand that something be done about it, uh, and of course to, to seek help from all the resources that are available. And no amount of severance is going to fix uh, the problem for an employer that lets you go. Don't be afraid of being let go. If the company doesn't deal with your harassment properly, if the company tries to penalize you for complaining about harassment, call me right away. I'll get to work in helping you. Let's get Nick on the air, see what he's got to say this evening. Hi, Nick. Thanks for standing by. What's your question? Uh, my question is, I was just let go uh, recently. Uh, basically, I'm uh, an independent contractor working for this one company that they send you dealership to dealership to do sales events. And uh, you go from one dealership to another dealership, you get paid X amount. We had it in our contract that you're going to get paid X amount in writing. Then a uh, few months later, they came back, oh, no, you know what? We're just going to reduce it by almost 50%. And I, and I said, no. I mean, we have it in contract by the president that this would never change. This is how much you get paid. But their, their thing is, well, if you're not going to accept it, so they don't give you any more gigs. They just take you out, out of that dealership and you're just sitting at home. But in this case, the dealership only wanted me to go to that place. So what they did, they just terminated me. And how long did you work there for, Nick? I worked for that company for over a year. A year, and what kind of hours were you putting in uh, usually? Uh, well, the dealership hours. So I'm there from opening to closing at the dealership. So uh, m- Monday to Friday kind of type thing? or Nine to six and Saturdays. Uh, but the thing oh, is, you okay. know what? It's not the whole week. They send you three days per event. So they send you dealership to dealership. I'm not always at the same dealership. I, I understand completely. I get it. Yeah. So the reality is then, Nick, that you're one of two things. Either you're actually an employee and you've been misclassified as an independent contractor or you're a dependent contractor mm-hmm. that's been misclassified. Either way, the result is the same, that now that they let you go, they owe you severance. And how old are you, Nick? I'm uh, 58. 
So you're probably looking at right around four months of severance. That's what they would owe you. So you're, whatever you, you, you make in, in, you know, in a month average, because I'm sure your compensation varied, times yeah, four yeah. months. That's what they would owe you. Even if you're not an employee, they would still owe you that because at, at worst, you'd be a dependent contractor. So you've been wrongfully dismissed, Nick, because you're owed that severance, and I'm sure they haven't paid you anything. So you yep. need to connect with me off air. We'll give you that number in just a second. And let me help you. This is not going to be difficult to resolve. Uh, and you're owed a significant amount, about four months pay. On the 100%, like I know that the way I was dismissed was completely wrong. Matter of fact, send me an email while I'm still working at the dealership saying, you know what, you, you're done. <laughs> Yeah, that's not classy. That's not right. And like I said, you're owed a significant amount here. So let's connect off air and we'll get to work to make sure you get it. Nick, appreciate your time. Nicely done making that call. It was a smart move. And to carry on now, 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll continue Employment Law Show. And welcome back indeed. Lior Sanfiru here, you know, co-founding partner, Sanfiru to Mark and LLP. You want to reach out anytime, just have a chat about your particular situation. It's always a good job, always a good leaping off point is to call Lior and his team and uh, get some information, right? 1-855-821-5900, help at employmentlawyer.ca. And uh, that's the email address. Plus, you can go to pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. That's like having a lawyer on your phone at all times. Even before that phone call, you can check that out and we'll uh, solve a lot of problems, answer a lot of questions. I want to get to, uh, to Kathy, who's been standing by for a moment. Hi, Kathy. What's your, uh, what's your question this evening? Hi. Um, so my question is, uh, I'm coming, I'm back from mat leave. And on my first day back, um, I was actually welcomed by being told that my old position is no longer available. Um, I did ask if it was removed or if someone is in it, and they said it is unavailable because it is filled by somebody else. Uh, and now they are asking me to interview for lesser roles, like less. Wow. Um, so I haven't officially been let go, but this is not a situation I want to be in. So I don't really know where to go from here at this point. You know, Kathy, I talk about the situation on the radio, and, mm-hmm. and John here always asks me, "Do we really need to talk about that?" <laughs> Shouldn't it be obvious? I know. But but you know, the, the weird thing is, your question is identical to another question, the same question that I had earlier today. So it, these things happen. So let's be very clear here, Kathy. What you've mm-hmm. described right now is illegal. Forget about morally wrong. It's it's illegal. Why? Because they have to give you back the same job and the mm-hmm. same pay in the same way. They don't have the ability to fill it with someone else when you come back from your maternity leave. Even if they fi- they, they had to put someone in that role while you were away, that's fine. They have to tell that person goodbye now and have you go back to that role. And to, to make things worse, to say that we're not even going to give you a different role. We're going to give you the right to interview for another yeah. role. Are you yeah. kidding me? That, that, that's yeah. illegal, Kathy. So you, you have uh, the option now to, to treat this, this as a, ter- uh, a termination of your employment. This is a human rights violation. This is an Employment Standards Act violation. In fact, the, the, this is one of the most illegal things that an employer can do. Uh, yeah. And if, if the question to me is, what do you want to have happen here? If you want them to back off and just give you your job, I can make that happen. If you want to say, forget you, company, I'm just going to leave and make you pay me for what you've done, I can make that happen as well. What is your preference here? So on a personal level, I would like to just walk away with whatever I can take them for. However, 
Um, another layer to my situation is I'm also actually pregnant again now. So okay. I have to kind of calculate financially, is it better to take a lesser position, even though the pay may be similar, um, ride it out for the next six or seven months, and then um, benefit from maternity, maternity leave benefits, uh, like a top-up program, um, or, as I said, just kind of go after them now because, as you said, this is very illegal and everything they're doing is wrong in the way they're handling but, it. But but hold on. Just just so we're clear, you said mm-hmm. do you want to calculate whether it's better to take a lesser position. No. I, what I'm saying is that if you want them to back off and give you your old job back, forget about a lesser position, right. I can make that happen. I assure you that once they hear from me, they'll say, okay, sorry, yeah, we was a mistake. We didn't mean it. Kathy, please come back to your old job. So if mm-hmm. that's what you want, honestly, all it's going to take is one letter from me and you see how fast they backpedal. So wow. so think about and, what and, you want to do. Yeah. And, and, and I'm happy to help you either way. That's good to know. Yeah, because again, I think they're just the way it was handled. I, I really don't want to work for them at this point. It, it was I get just it. even, yeah, <laughs> it was very bad. Um, so yeah, then the alternative, I guess, is do I have to wait for them to officially terminate me? Do I have to no. ask for a severance package? No, uh, you're able to treat this as a termination right now. And how long have you worked there for, Kathy? Um, just under four years. So just on the severance front, you just on, especially now, by the way, the fact that you're pregnant, which means it's probably going to be very difficult for you to find another position uh, before you give birth, that's going to mm-hmm. impact your severance entitlements. Just on the severance front, you're probably looking at around you know eight months. Uh, and beyond that, there's additional damages that are owed to you. I will need to get involved to get those for you. But with the case that's this straightforward, it's not going to be long or difficult to do. So ultimately, the decision that you have to make is, is, is that your preference to get eight months severance, potentially other damages as well? So that's behind door number one. Or what's behind door number two is you can get them to backpedal and give you your old job back and you can stay in that job until you go on your second maternity leave. And whichever way you choose, happy to help you. And it's not even going to be difficult to do. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for the options. It's super clear. I think I have to think about this one, but um, it's good to have that on the table now. Sounds good. Kathy, really appreciate the call. And again, if you decide to move forward or otherwise, want more of a chat, more details, which you probably will, you can reach out to Lior and his team, help at employmentlawyer.ca through email. Kathy or 1-855-821-5900. That, that, a classic case of allow me to kick you while you're down. It's bad enough she doesn't get her old job back. They're making her audition for a lesser position. Like, honestly. For a lesser position. And John, <laughs> you know that you've asked me a dozen times, maybe many more, when we talk about maternity leave, like, Leo, is this really still an issue in 2022? And I tell you that no. it is. And and this is this is a fact. It's unbelievable that these things happen. As I said, the law here couldn't be clearer. There's no gray areas. There's no, no a possibility for misinterpretation. You have someone on maternity leave. By the way, same thing for a father that's on parental leave. You give them back their old job. How much easier can it be? Uh, so for a company to do that, I just don't get it. And yeah, there, there are really going to be some uh, repercussions to that. And again, it segues nicely into the topic which we carried over from yesterday, and that is situations where you cannot legally be let go from your job, even if your severance is paid. And that is right before an employee's do a large bonus or a commission payment. All, this happens quite often with salespeople, right? Yeah. And, and I've seen that happen, again, more times than I care to to remember. And that is that someone is owed a big bonus payment. Maybe the, the you know payment is paid in November or January, whatever it is. 
uh, or maybe a big commission payment, and the company lets them go before. Maybe they're doing that because they think, hey, we, we can save a bunch of money. Instead of paying him his 50000 whatever it is, commission or bonus that he, he should be getting, let's let him go before, and then we save that money. What a great idea. Except it's not a great idea. And it's not a great idea because you're actually still going to have to pay that amount. You're going to pay severance, but severance is not going to get you out of this. You're still going to have to pay the amount that the person earned. You're not going to be able to pick a convenient termination date and avoid paying someone money that they've earned. But it's even worse than that. If it's obvious that that's what you were doing as an employer, that you were picking a convenient termination date so to save money, then there's going to be other repercussions. There's going to be potentially bad faith damages uh, that you have to pay. So you're going to go from trying to save money to paying a lot more than you would have if you simply had let the person continue working. So mm-hmm. very bad idea. And just paying severance is not going to get an employer out of it. Get to one more of these. We're talking about situations where you can legally not even be let go, even if severance is paid. And that's, again, this one is going to be ramping up over the next few years for sure. And that is because of an employee's age. Yeah. You know, we have an aging workforce. That's a statistical fact. And I have started to see over the past number of years, employers letting people go or trying to push people go uh, to, to push people out, I should say, because of their age. Uh, and that is illegal. It's age discrimination. And, you know, there may be a situation where someone may be slowing down a bit because of their age. If there's a medical condition that, you know, it's impacted or exacerbated by the age, an employer has to accommodate that. An employer cannot let someone go, cannot uh, push them out, cannot uh, demote them, cannot do anything to them because of their age. It's not complicated. It's very straightforward, kind of like with maternity leave. You just can't do it. And an employer that says, well, we'll just pay severance and that will be fine. No, no, no. You -hmm. cannot do that legally even if you pay severance. So if you think your age is even a factor, it might not be the only reason why you were let go, but you think it's a factor. One of the factors that came into deciding for the company to let you go, that is illegal and there are going to be significant repercussions. And of course, remember that an older employee has greater entitlements than a younger employee. So all of a sudden, that that termination can be very, very costly for the employer. That situation or any others that we discuss about on this show regularly, and feel free to reach out now that we're done. How do you do that? You uh, you call 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca is the email address we use. And for all other matters concerning your work life, there's so much information. It's free. It's anonymous. It's available at pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. And while you're there, take the severance calculator like 2 million other people have done out for a little bit of a spin. See the number you come up with. And if you want to add to that, you can reach out to Lior. We'll catch you next time. Employment Law Show. Take care.